0: Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology, emotions, and math of money, because let's face it, these elements impact your results as well as your experience with money. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmins. I know this may seem an odd question to ask, given 2020 and everything that it has interrupted. Yet, I'm going to ask this question nonetheless. What patterns of behaving and thinking need to be interrupted so that what you want to be different in the new year can be different? Here's the premise behind my question. Disruption, it never stops. Sometimes your plans get disrupted because you've initiated a change. Other times, well, it's due to factors way, way, way beyond your control, like 2020. And especially when the latter happens, you know, I think anyway, it can invite the question of how do you interrupt the disruption? Or do you even think that it's possible? And that is what I want us to explore in today's episode. What's interesting is that we kind of touched upon this last year around this time when I recorded an episode, episode 33, and I posed the question about how do I need to be different? And in your case, how do you need to be different? And it was nested inside another question, almost like, you know, the, the, the Russian dolls that are nested, nestled into each other or nested into each other. And it, and it was nested into this question of, you know, what do you need to disrupt in order for things to be different in your life and in, and in my case, in my life and in my business? <laughs> well, little did I know that three months after posing that question, uh, everything would be interrupted for us. And, you know, little did I know that everything would be interrupted for us. I had no clue, clearly, that it would be of this magnitude. Whew. Anyway, I thought it might be useful to revisit those kinds of questions as you and I start to wind down 2020 and get ready for 2021. First, because A health pandemic, a pandemic of racism, and a fragile economy, alone or in tandem. These don't quell human desires. Shift them, perhaps. Alter what you want and how you go about getting what you want, maybe. But dismiss them entirely? Nah, not at all. Even if you think about the goals that you had at the top of 2020, you probably had to shift gears, but I'm going to suspect that most of those goals still remained goals for you. What got really interrupted was perhaps the game plan that you had for how you were going to go about closing it. So that brings me to the second reason why I want to revisit these questions. And that's really to kind of state the obvious that I mentioned in the intro, which is disruption never stops. Now, clearly for me, my fingers are crossed that it will not be on on this scale for many, many more generations to come. I think we've lived a decade in one year and that's enough. Um, But again, back to my whole point about the fact that disruption never stops, the, the status quo is always evolving and we will continue to experience disruptions. Some will be minor in scope, Others will be major. Likewise, there will be some that you initiate in your life and others, like the year that is 2020, will be due to you needing to recalibrate as a result of. With either, there are lessons to be learned and lessons to be internalized. In my case, my lessons this year can be summed up in two words. One is depth, discovering the depth of my resiliency, my creativity, and my quick adaptability. The other is greater clarity, especially as regards my boundaries. What lessons did you learn this year? And you know what? You can feel free to share them with me over on Instagram. Send me a a direct message and make it a voice message so it's easier for me to kind of respond back. But mostly, I want you to just carve out some time for yourself before the end of the year to memorialize your lessons. So what were they? Were they about what you want, what's important to you, or perhaps who's important to you? Were your lessons also about resiliency, creativity, boundaries, and clarity? Did you discover an internal strength you didn't even know was there? Or was it something else? Like many others, I am extremely excited for the fresh start that 2021 represents. I am looking forward to carrying this year's lessons into 2021 with the exuberance of an Olympian winning the gold. Needless to say, I am beyond excited. And on the business front, I'm really looking forward to doubling down on what worked extremely well this year. And I wish I could sit here and tell you that, you know, everything that I did this year <laughs> was strategic. No, this year's success, I am so extremely grateful for it, but it was not strategic. I made pivots much like many other people, and, you know, made pivots as I was flying the plane, as they say. However, I think the reason why the pivots that I made were so extremely successful was because I paid incredible attention to the signals I was getting. And that is not something to discount. So what signals did you pay attention to and how might they have contributed to whether or not you feel successful as you're listening to this episode, It's important, I believe, to get curious about the lessons this year has taught us, has taught you, has taught me. As important, though, is another question, a question that I'm asking myself and a question that I invite you to ask yourself. How do you need to be different? To me, this question is a way of internalizing the lessons that you learned. And I share it because, you know, You and I can often make a mistake during times of change, and it emerges when you want things to be different, but you forget that you have to change and be different on some level too, be it in response to something like 2020, or more specifically, like what comes with welcoming in a new year, whether you call it making New Year's resolutions or goals or whatever. So this, again, brings me back to just kind of connect the dots. This brings me back to my question at the very top of the episode, which is what patterns of behaving and thinking need to be interrupted so that what you want to be different can be different, whether that's different next year or different several years down the road. And whatever you need to interrupt, and regardless of why, I believe, anyway, that it is a multi-dimensional activity. So, I want to offer you the following to help you navigate <laughs> that activity, those the, the dimensions of that activity. And I want to start first with the invitation to um, either initiate disruption or to embrace it. And the way that you do that is by actually. Looking for clues, right? So the clues for what you need to disrupt or how to interrupt a disruption, not of your choosing, can likely be found in the lessons that you learned. And when you couple that with how those lessons are then shaping or reshaping the goals that you've declared for the next year ahead or years even further... It helps you to just start to lay the groundwork for it all. And it's a combination that helps to reveal the barriers that you need to overcome. And I mentioned this in, what was it, episode 33, I think I said. Um, I mentioned this tool in that episode as well. And the tool is simply a way of thinking. And it's called disruptive thinking. And when you either invite or embrace disruption and you take the time to kind of look at the lessons that you've learned and you look for the clues uh, within those lessons for what needs to be uh, disrupted or interrupted, you get a sense of whether or not that needs to be your mindset and perspective Whether that needs to be your relationship with failure, whether that is in some way tied to the attachment that you may have to what others think, or maybe even your own sense of identity. And also whether or not, you know, you've got an unwitting tendency to be a little less than bold. And I think if anything, 2020 has just really invited everybody to just take the darn leap and be even more bold than you are. So if you're a little bit shy, be bolder. And if you're really bold, be even bolder. Um, But when you think about the above areas that I've just ticked off, right? What was disrupted in 2020 for you? And, And what do you still need to disrupt in order to get what you want moving forward? Because as the saying goes, doing the same thing isn't going to necessarily net you different results. So you gotta make sure you're doing the right things in order to get a different result. And like I always say to my clients, you can't just think your way through to the other side, whether it's the other side of a problem, the other side of a challenge, the other side of the gap between what you have and what you want, you have to take action. And this helps you to figure out what those are. So, you know, there are a few steps involved in inviting or embracing times of disruption. And here are the steps that I'm taking to be a little bit more disruptive and to interrupt some of my own current patterns of thinking and behaving. And I invite you to join me by adopting whatever resonates with you from what I am about to share. And before I even dive into them, because there are four ways that I'm suggesting in terms of being disruptive, I wanna just go back to what I mentioned in terms of disruptive thinking. If this is a term that is new to you, it is often associated with businesses, large and small, in terms of what they do to innovate and reinvent their products and services, and even sometimes to overhaul brands. And typically, it's a really thorough process that's followed to, to challenge how a business conventionally think about um, what it does and how it does those things. And what I'm going to share with you in terms of these four ways isn't, you know, a formal process in that regard, but I am pulling aspects of that formal process here um, into our conversation because I believe that challenging the status quo isn't just an activity for a business. I think we can benefit from being much more intentional about that when it comes to our personal lives as well. And I especially think that it is helpful when you are not looking to completely abdicate what has happened to you and you want to take what has happened to you and turn it around and make it something that you you can just benefit from. You can find some blessing in it somewhere. So, The first way to, you know, be a little bit more disruptive and to figure out what needs to be uh, disrupted is to dissect, you know, you got to first think about, you know, what to do. And I think the, the way to help you do that is when you think about your 2020 goals, especially as they were stated in January of this year, how did you adapt? You know, when March happened, and I think that's like the critical month for most of us, at least those of us here in the US, how did you adapt? And then when you think about that, what impact did the tweaks that you made, what did they have on whether or not, as you're listening to this in December or maybe even later, but in December, what... what are the ways in which those tweaks had an impact on whether or not you met some of your goals or you missed the mark partially or entirely, or whether or not you just said, "The heck with it, I'm abandoning this goal altogether." And then when you think about your answers to those questions, right, what role did your mindset play in those decisions and, and in those results and Do you notice a a similarity between the mindset that helped you to meet the goals that you met versus the mindset that contributed to the goals that you didn't meet or the goals that you abandoned? Like, what was that? What was the similarity there or the dissimilarity? Have you determined whether or not, even in the midst of all of the uncertainty, have you determined that you maybe played it too safe? Um, or did you take an appropriate amount of risk? Or did you just really just push the envelope? Because you were like, what the heck in the midst of all this? Do I, what else do I have to lose kind of a thing? What of your actions were done, going back to the identity piece, because of what you thought others would think? Or perhaps because of the disconnect between you know, how you are showing up and, and how you want it to show up, right? So your own sense of identity. And again, going back to that notion of being bold or not, um, how were you? How bold were you or how bold were you not? Both in, you know, tweaking your goals, in adapting your process of making them happen and going about achieving them. Again, even in the midst of all of that is going on and happened earlier in the year. And here's why I'm asking all of those questions and, and, and the crux of this. Did you embrace your agency or did you abdicate control to 2020 because it was 2020? I think that's huge. And let me be really clear here. Please hear me out. I'm not asking these questions so that you, you in turn, ask them of yourself and come at the whole process from a space of self-judgment. No, I'm not doing it in that regard. I'm asking them because they are intended to deepen your self-awareness. And I just happen to be of the belief that whenever we make decisions that are really steeped in a greater awareness of who we are, what we want, why do we want the things that we want, then we will end up making better, smarter, informed decisions. It's not about judgment. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about blame, not blame. It's simply about, Are you making the best possible decision that you can in this moment, recognizing that I'm putting, you can't see me doing air quotes with my fingers, but I'm putting best in air quotes because best today may be different than best tomorrow, which may have been different than best a month ago. But again, I think it is important regardless of how things you know, happen around us, happen to us that are completely out of our control, that we never just fully abdicate all of our agency, all of our control. And so that is why I'm asking these questions. Um, Because seriously, for each of your 2020 goals, when you dissect it, going through the questions that I've just shared with you or coming up with some of your own, and then when you take those lessons and those ahas and you kind of overlap them with your 2021 goals, what it invites you to do is to ask then of yourself the same in terms of your 2020 goal, 2021 goals, I should say, in terms of, well, what's the mindset that I'm going to need to help me with these? What, how do I know what you know? success and failure looks like? How will I know when I'm successful? What does... Um, failure look like? Because it might be different. What level of risk are you comfortable with taking, etc.? So there's asking these questions as you reflect back on 2020. And then there's also asking these questions as you prepare for 2021. And with that overlay, kind of taking a look at what you need to pull out so that you can... Um, really get the most out of the the change that I am sure has happened with you internally and use that for your benefit in the new year. And what I think is really useful about this exercise is that A, it gets you out of your head. You know how I'm always saying, get it out on paper, get it out on paper, don't process in your head. Um, But I, I offer that and suggest that because I truly do believe that you can see clearly patterns of thought and patterns of behavior more so when it's on paper than when you're trying to like, you know, connect the dots entirely in your head. And what it helps you to do is determine what you would benefit from interrupting, whether again, you are initiating that interruption or you are disrupting an interruption. And that was all just about the first way. Now here's to the second way, and that is to ask different questions. And, you know, hopefully the ones that I've just already laid out to you, you will find helpful. Um, But in my case, you know, for example, I think about 2020 and I think about what it has invited me to lean more into. And that's simplicity, especially of the kind that's under the umbrella of less is more. And this is what I've challenged myself with in terms of a question. What would it take for me to generate, and I've got a particular revenue goal, what would it take for me to generate that revenue goal in 2021 from selling one service? Now, this does not mean that I won't offer my other offers. I won't sell my other offers. Yes, I'm gonna absolutely do that. But this particular question is inviting me to consider what are the trade-offs that I need to make? What are the boundaries that I need to erect that wouldn't otherwise be required of me if I were looking at that revenue number and thinking that every offer is going to contribute some element to that number? In the process of me going through that, I can tell you that it is naturally interrupting some patterns about what I once thought was possible. And that is most certainly disruptive or feels really disruptive for me. So what's the equivalent question for you or what's a similar question for you? What are you going to challenge yourself with in terms of a question that would really upend, again, the way that you naturally think about things currently And who knows, that might benefit you in ways that you hadn't anticipated. So that's the second way, ask different questions. So I know what mine is, I've just shared it with you. You have to come up with your own, but I'd love to hear it if you have one, if you do come up with it. The third way is to create a different kind of daily list. By their nature, most to-do lists focus on present-day tasks, but I'm not talking about that sort of list here. I'm talking about making sure there's at least one thing on your to do list that's connected to your long game and not just what needs to happen today. And as I say these words to you, <laughs> and I glance over at my own little bullet journal. Uh, I really see that even on my to-do list for today, this is an area of growth for me. I I don't have anything on there related to my long game plan, so note to self. But can you imagine... How quickly you'd make progress on your projects, on your goals, on your dreams, if you adopted this approach. And of course, yes, I'm assuming you don't already do this. So maybe you do. But if you don't, if when you look at your to-do list for today and you look at it for yesterday or the day before or last week, and all you see are the things that you needed to get done today, and there's nothing on that list that's connected to something that's more than, you know, a month ahead. This is an area of growth for you too then. And as to the fifth way to invite or embrace, I should say, uh, disruption, pay attention to your habits. Goals are achieved through the habits that you practice. And while it is certainly easier to focus on the habits that you aren't practicing, but perhaps should, or those that you are, but shouldn't, It's also really useful to take stock of your good habits to determine if they need to be refreshed or adjusted. In other words, don't assume the good habits that helped you navigate the immense uncertainty and the ups and downs of 2020, with aplomb by the way. Don't assume that this will automatically be the same that will help you Achieve what you want to achieve in 2021. So here are my final thoughts on this topic. In the process of interrupting your patterns and doing things differently, you evolve and you become a different person too. And it's up to you to connect with who that new person is. But just think about who you are today versus who you were at the top of the year. And gosh darn, I hope you are proud as heck of yourself. Well, that is it for today's episode. I will be back in your ear a few more times before year end with a roundup of a few takeaways from the Black Business Roundtables that I hosted in October in November. Do you see what I see? A black business roundtable about tech, marketing, manufacturing, and social media. I hope you enjoyed those. I know I did. And because I had so much fun with them, we're going to keep those going. So stay tuned for more details about the next one that hopefully you will hear in January. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please leave a rating, review, and or share it so we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette, buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. May you have a great rest of your day. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money.